Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So about that uh, situation in Minneapolis, we have the tragic death of George Floyd and we have some really inexcusable, unexplainable rioting. I, 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 I can't figure out how this is in any way going to contribute to any kind of a solution to this problem. I've got some commentary on that. Some of you may have seen my comments on Fox News last night and this morning. I waited a couple days um, to get some of the facts in this, but this is a very disturbing situation. I got that. Also, I talked about this yesterday. It's very important. I've got some really explosive revelations about an Obama executive order he left office, which we had, I, I believe, addressed before, but now in light of everything's going on, it's really going to totally bake your bagels. Don't go anywhere. Loaded show. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Hey, man. I'm doing really, really well. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, always good to have you, buddy. You All right, let's get right you to bet. it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, summer is finally here. A summer like no other in so many ways. And Chamonix is celebrating with you with a sale like no other. Right now, get the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness and the jawline treatment. And Chamonix will double your order for free. Whether you're staying home, going back to work, or you're simply connecting remotely with loved ones and coworkers, now is the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spot, crow's feet, and even firm up the delicate skin around the jawline and neck area. Your next Zoom or FaceTime will feel better, guaranteed. You'll get compliments or simply get 100% of your money back. It's time for you to emerge strong, positive, confident, and beautiful like the lovely Paulita who loves Chamonix products here. Order GenuCell now and Chamonix will double your order free. Go to GenuCell.com, enter my special discount code at checkout, Dan30, that's Dan30, for an instant coupon of $30 off your order. Big savings. And for results in minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also free, plus free shipping. Get double your order free now. All orders today are upgraded to free. Priority shipping. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, GenuCell.com. Use promo code Dan30 at checkout. All right, Joe, let's go. Mm -hmm. Here we go. A little soft on the uh, yeah. bell button there, yeah. but that's okay. That's okay. We, Joe, we can't Tighten expect it up perfection post. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm just kidding. I love Joe. All right, folks, this is going to be a hard conversation, and we all got to get ready for it, because what we saw uh, in Minneapolis with the police officer and Mr. George Floyd, if you missed the story, uh, we'll run the video here in a moment. We had to take some of the sound out because some of the background noise contains a lot of expletives and we're trying to keep it family friendly, which is kind of sad because the background noise um, and the background commentary is critical to understanding what's going on. A backstory, this man, Mr. Floyd, was uh, alleged to have committed some kind of a forgery. Police show up. Uh, there's there's some video of of some mild resisting, it appears, as he's getting out of the car. I, I emphasize mild. We don't have all the video of everything, and I want to be careful there. There's also some evidence of him going to the car. And then the next thing we see is a police officer with his knee on the neck as Mr. Floyd is prone down on the ground. I'd like to play this video um, again, for the audio listeners, we had to cut some of the audio out. Some of you have seen the video, but the man is prone on the ground, face down, Mr. Floyd. Mr. Floyd happens to be black. The police officer happens to be white, which, of course, you know, always adds in our racially polarized society. And, of course, people looking to aggravate, not help the situation, always adds another element to this. So, as we can see in the video, there's a number of things here. And I, please, of all the days, folks, I know it's an audio show primarily, but please check out my YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Bongino. We can see then Mr. Floyd prone down on the ground. It's a disturbing video. I don't mean to keep showing it, but it's important for a bit of analysis here as to what went on. You'll notice in the video as we see here, and I've said on, on Fox News last night and this morning because it's important, having experience with with grappling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's not like a, I don't really, I'm not trying to impress anybody with any of that stuff. But I've done this for 20 years. You'll notice that the man, the police officer, has, again, his knee on the neck of Mr. Floyd. but And it's his left knee. As Mr. Floyd, again, is prone out. You'll notice uh, the police officer's right foot in the video. Right foot is moving around. We can see it again. Thanks, Paul, for putting that up again. You can see it. You can see it. It's moving. Now, why is that important? Because it indicates, as you know, if you're either a wrestler or you've been involved in any kind of ground fighting, mixed martial arts, that his right foot is light. We know his right foot is light because, again, it's moving around, which says to me that he, the police officer's weight is on the left foot and left knee, which is on the neck of Mr. Floyd on the ground. Now, folks, this went on for over six minutes. 
I was a police officer. I was a federal agent. I was involved in many interactions that did not go well. These aren't TJ Hooker stories to try and impress you with any bravado. It was a job. I wasn't thinking of any of that. I was just doing my job when it happened. But we were physically assaulted many times. I've told the story on the show of the guy with the ironing board, an ironing board, hits me with an ironing board, buckles us in half. We wind up wrestling on this guy's couch in a domestic violence incident. Thank God my partner was there behind me. I totally get it. Being a police officer is a stressful job, one of the most stressful jobs. But I'm sorry, there's no excuse for this. There's no excuse for this, folks. You know, there are different use of force continuums in different police departments around the world. You can do this as a police officer when the subject does that. You can do this when you can do that. Let me tell you from the most candid perspective as a former blue uniform wearing NYPD officer myself. Nobody is referring to the use of force continuum on paper in the middle of the street when a fight breaks out. Nobody is going, wait, did the academy tell me if subject does A, I can do B but not C? That's not happening. When you're in the street, you are referring to general rules you've learned through experience, number one. And number two, you're trying to stay alive. The problem I have with this video, and thank you for the innumerable emails I've received from active and retired law enforcement officials who, after hearing my commentary on Fox last night, this morning, have backed me up on this. The problem I have with this is there is no fight going on anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, the general rule I was always taught as a young 20-year-old police officer in one of the most dangerous areas of New York, East New York, Brooklyn at the time, was when the handcuffs are on the subject and the resistance stops. Ladies and gentlemen, that fight is over. That fight is over. That fight that day at that time is over. I'm not saying it's not going to start again. I've seen people in handcuffs spit on officers. I've seen them headbutt people. I've seen them kick people. But when those handcuffs are on and that fight stops, it is over. We are professional law enforcement officers. We're not bouncers. I'm not knocking, but I'm, not, I'm just suggesting you. We are professional law enforcement officers paid by the public with the, and, and by the way, paid and given, blessed with the greatest responsibility anyone can have, blessed with it with the proper discretion. You can change the world if you use that discretion right. You can take someone's liberty and God forbid, God forbid one day you have to take someone's life to save someone else's or your own. These are massive powers, but they require incredible discretion. Folks, I cannot give you one logical reason why a man proned out with multiple officers on the scene, proned out on the ground and handcuffed. Granted, he's big, he's in good shape. He is no longer at this, he's resisting at that point. It only appears he's moving because he's dying. That's point number one. I don't want you to forget this. When the cuffs are on and the resistance stops, throw all the use of force continuums you've learned in the academy out the window. That fight at that time is over. This man did not deserve to die like that. Second point. Put everything aside for a moment. Everything has to be political these days. I'm not doing that. I'm not getting into that. I'm not, forget it. You want to do that? The leftist kooks that listen to my show, you go right at it. Knock yourselves out. Oh, you know I don't care anyway. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to argue the racial politics of this because to me it's a humanity issue. Whether the man was black, white, male, female, Asian, black, Hispanic, this was a human being, and I'm asking you for a moment. Put everything aside, all of that stuff, all the subtexts and other things people would like to argue about, and I ask you from the perspective of just a humanity issue. If that was your kid, your son, your daughter, six minutes with a knee on, on her, his or her neck saying, I can't breathe, Everything hurts. 
How would you feel? You know, it's important here that we as commentators who have been blessed by God and by, by, many of your, uh, by many of you out there who've chosen to come here for this show, it's important we tell the truth. Some of the finest men and women I've ever met, some of my friends to this day, matter of fact, my best friend, is a police officer I met in New York in the academy. Some of the finest people I know. Patriots, people with grace and dignity who've lived their lives according to a code. The cops, the men and women I've met, the federal agents, corrections officers, fine men and women, overwhelmingly. But when we see something wrong, it's our job to be responsible to our audience and call it out for what it is. And ladies and gentlemen, this is wrong. If that was your child, you'd be horrified. Let me make another point on this, on this video. Ladies and gentlemen, while the videotapes that are going to come out of what happened before this, any allegations of a crime, whatever Mr. Floyd did before, are valuable. They're valuable for telling the story. I'm telling you they mean nothing when it comes to that use of force after the subject is cuffed and under control. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are invaluable for telling the story. We have to know what happened here. But you can show me all the videos all day of what Mr. Floyd did before, and that doesn't change the fact that we are professional law enforcement officers and whatever happened before, when those cuffs are on and the resistance is done, that fight is over. As I said this morning on Fox, folks, those police officers could have arrested Charles Manson. They could have arrested a serial killer who had just killed 20 or 30 people. I'm talking about the most horrible people on earth. We are professional law enforcement officers. That's how the overwhelming majority of the people I know overwhelming think about this. Even the worst person on earth, when those handcuffs are on and they stop resisting, they will see our justice system. We don't send them to their maker. That's not the way any of this works. We are a civilized society. We are the greatest constitutional republic in the history of mankind. And even the most atrocious, disgusting, filthy, grotesque human beings who've done the most unimaginable things to other people in a just society still get handcuffs on, still go to jail, and still get to see justice. Let me make another point on this. Again, forgive me for bringing in my experience in ground. I'm, I'm really not ground fighting and mixed. I'm really not doing this to be some pseudo tough guy at all, folks. I promise you. It's not interested at all. I'm old broken guy anyway. My arthritis, most of you in the audience probably take me out in two seconds. I can barely move. I'd have to warm up first. Having said that, Having done this for 20 years or more of my life and having experience in control tactics while I was in the Secret Service Training Center, I was always volunteering over there. There are two additional reasons this video is so horrifying to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have an individual like Mr. Floyd on the ground, proned out, meaning on his belly, you run a very high risk of what's called positional asphyxiation, suffocating someone to death, especially with their hands behind their back. Why? Because their body pressure and weight alone is forced into the ground, which prevents the lungs and the diaphragm from fully expanding. Go lay down on the ground if, if you're healthy. If for a few, you'll see it's difficult to breathe. Now put your hands behind you so you can't move them. And you can't use your hands to brace out and create space with the floor, allowing your lungs to expand. Now add on that by having someone's body weight on top of you. Now add on that by having someone's body weight concentrated on top of you, on their left knee, on the most sensitive spot of your upper torso, your neck, where the carotid artery lies. 
Yes, the carotid artery that is one of the main blood vessels to the brain. I'm stunned this man lives six minutes. That's not an exaggeration. One final point, I'm going to move on. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're on the ground, one of the reasons smaller men and most of the original creators of the entire Brazilian jiu-jitsu ground fighting system, the Gracies and others, one of the reasons they enjoyed fighting on the ground rather than standing up is because the ground is the great equalizer. But why? That doesn't seem to make sense. Most people would avoid going to the ground, especially if there was a bigger person. No, that's not the way this works. The ground is the great equalizer because it restricts movement. When you're standing up on the balls of your toes, you can move around. You can move in multiple, up, down, sideways. You can't do that on the ground. A dimension of your movement down is restricted because the ground is there. It balances everything out. It's the great force equalizer. But the ground restricted movement for Mr. Floyd, too, when he couldn't breathe, couldn't move anywhere because the ground's in the way. Folks, I wouldn't dare stigmatize my brothers and sisters in the law enforcement community. They're the finest people I've ever met. I say that without, without any hesitation. But gosh, we've got to do better than this. This has been a really rough couple months for law enforcement. We're on the front lines out there. I know it's a job and I know it's tough, but don't diminish at all what you do. You are the front lines of freedom in this country. There's no question about that. We have a civil society because of you. But gosh, we got to do better than this. And we have to call out wrongs when we see it. And I'm sorry, but this is wrong. This is deeply disturbing video to watch. And if it wasn't for all the expletives in the background, I would play for you the audio. The audio is of people begging them to get off this guy's neck. And I can't understand for the life of me why the people standing around, the officers I'm talking about, didn't say, all right, it's over. Just sit him up. I'm sorry, but one last commentary on the people rioting. Uh, what what the hell are you doing? A guy just died. What, what, how, I'm, I'm, I'm unclear as how you think this is helping the situation by setting fire to an AutoZone store, crashing up a Wendy's, and looting a Target? You're really disgusting if you're doing, I mean, it, human garbage. You think this is helping the Floyd family? The police department fix this? The federal government? try to get to the bottom of what happened here and get justice for you think this is helping attacking innocent business owners business and running through the store stealing things disgusting you should be ashamed of yourselves ashamed of yourselves people we're going through a this uh coronavirus crisis these businesses are barely open i got it let's go raid the store and steal everything disgusting all right. Sorry. It was a heavy segment. I waited a couple of days. I wanted to get some of the video beforehand and I wanted to give you an informed perspective. And it was a little emotional for me. I'm sorry because I have a big emotional attachment to our law enforcement brothers and sisters, but this ladies and gentlemen was wrong. All right. I want to move on because I teased this story yesterday and it's an important one. Don't worry. The show won't be all macabre today. I do have some some other stuff, a little lighter, especially when it comes to Joe Biden later. But I want to get to the story about Barack Obama and this executive order, which hat tip 279 has magically escaped scrutiny, but it's just, I really wanted to get to it on Fox this morning, but the story about the police officer was so emotionally engrossing. We stuck with the topic forever. Let me get to my second sponsor first. So I can do is iTarget. iTarget. The iTarget Pro system is the finest system out there. That's I, the letter I, by the way, iTargetPro.com. Use promo code Dan, you get 10% off. It's the best system out there for increasing your proficiency with a firearm, hands down. If you own a firearm, two things matter. Obviously, safety comes first, proficiency. uh, Both safety and proficiency matter. But right now, gun stores are jammed and ammo sales are through the roof. If you're hoping to go to the range to practice for the zombie apocalypse, good luck. Between prices skyrocketing and social distancing, you can forget about range time. It's really hard to get. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. They have a proprietary app and a laser round. The laser round, you insert in the firearm you have now. No changes necessary. They have it in multiple calibers. 
It emits a laser onto a target. So you're dry firing, dry firing. In other words, when you depress the trigger on a safely unloaded firearm, you now would see where the round would have landed on the target because it emits a laser this round. The iTarget Pro system allows you to safely practice with your actual firearm in the convenience, privacy, and safety of your own home. Folks, proficiency matters. Having a firearm and not being proficient in it is useless. Dry fire training will develop muscle memory, help with your target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. I get a lot of compliments on this system. I am not messing with you. People love it. The iTarget Pro system comes in all major calibers, including 223 and 556. Right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code Dan, my first name. All of us are seeing what happens when we're not properly prepared. Make iTargetPro part of your preparedness plan today. That's the letter iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com, offer code Dan. Go today. You're going to love this system. Try it out, iTargetPro.com, offer code Dan. Okay. So I told you yesterday that uh, one of our better sources, 279, had cued me into something. And I'll just start out with the headline first so you understand what we're going with this. And this is critical. I'll ask this question because you can avoid an assertion, but you can't avoid a question, even the liberals watching. The last days of the Obama administration, who was protecting who? Did Susan Rice send herself that infamous January 20th, Obama told us to do everything by the book email to herself to protect Obama? Or on January 12th, did Obama issue an executive order to protect Susan Rice and everyone else involved in the illicit abuse of intelligence to spy on political opponents? How this story has escaped mainstream media scrutiny, again, is puzzling because the evidence is right in front of you. Keep this in your head. Was it Obama? On his way out the door, with just a couple days left in office, did he issue a last-minute executive order to provide some blanket cover for all of the people that had abused their access to intelligence to spy on everyone? What do I mean? I want to show you this first. And I bring this up, by the way, in light of the new... Why am I bringing this up now? Because I got wind yesterday that Attorney General Barr has appointed a new United States attorney, John Bash, to look into the set, the unmasking scandal itself. In other words, the Obama administration seeking the names of people in basically wiretaps, unmasking. In other words, unmask the names and let us see who it was. They were spying on people. It's as simple as that. Barr is not doing that and assigning a separate United States attorney because he's wasting his time. He's not doing that. He has something here, and I think it's huge. And I think Obama telegraphed it on the way out the door. Let's go first to unmasking uh, 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 number th- the number three of the unmasking request. This was just released by former acting director of national intelligence, the excellent Rick Grinnell, who unleashed a three-page list. This is important. This is page three I have up on the screen now. Again, youtube.com slash Bongino if you want to watch the video. This is page three of the people who had unmasked Mike Flynn from uh, late December up until January 12th. And I want you to look at page three here because we have, I didn't include the other two pages, just take my word for it. There are no, follow me, this is going to be important in relationship to this executive order. There are no unmasking requests released by Grinnell involving Mike Flynn after January 12th. And as you can see here on page three, who is the last person to issue an unmasking request? Oh, Vice President of the United States, Joseph Biden on January 12th of 2017. Just a week before Barack Obama is getting ready to leave office. There are no more unmasking requests after the 12th on Flynn. They still had a week. They still had a week to spy on Flynn. Why stop? Why stop on January 12th? Because maybe they didn't have to unmask Flynn anymore. Oh, what do you mean? They didn't have to. So Biden's the last one? So I'm guessing as all this unmasking is going on, now they're figuring out they've only got a few weeks left until Trump takes office and that Trump is going to figure all this out because he's going to have access to it. They already know Mike Flynn knows about the spying operation and the dossier. Because the Brits, as I've told you repeatedly, have already notified Mike Flynn that Steele is not to be trusted. Flynn already, Trump's incoming national security advisor, has a multitude of questions about exactly why the FBI was spying on Trump. 
But suspiciously, all of those unmasking requests dry up after January 12th. Well, let's go to this article that covers this Barack Obama executive order, 12333, conveniently issued, what well, you're never going to believe this, on January 12th of 2017. My gosh, notice how the media phrases this too, Joe. Very important. Yeah. Obama administration releases long awaited. In other words, this just didn't happen now. This is long. We've been doing this for a long time, winking or not. Obama administration releases long awaited new executive order 12333 rules on sharing of raw signals intelligence information within the IC. Jim Clapper signed the rules on December 15th and Loretta Lynch signed them on January 3rd. Fascinating. Mm. The hell does that do, Joe? Executive Order 12333. Mm. Obama's getting ready to leave office. You think he'd be taking pictures with everybody? Hey, it's been a fun run. You know, Obamacare destroying the economy, all that great stuff we did. It was terrific. You think he'd be doing that? Yeah. A little, uh, give him a little cake like they walk in. Thank you, Mr. President. Your destruction of the economy was fantastic. Everybody went on blow out the candles. No, they're not doing that. Yeah. Obama, for some bizarre reason, big civil libertarian, air quotes, Obama, issues an executive order on January 12th stating that raw signals intelligence can be shared widely and disseminated within the entire intelligence community? Fascinating. Maybe kind of sort of explains why after January 12th, they didn't need any longer to unmask General Flynn. Why not? We just signed this executive uh, order. We can just all check it out now. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. oh, 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 it gets better. Uh -huh. I, you just got layer. Yeah. You, you, they, we're just cracking the patina of this. Okie doke. After January 12th, it's open season, fellas. Now, you may say, well, what exactly does Executive Order 12333 do? Because that seems awfully disturbing. Big civil libertarian Obama, you know, ACLU-supported Obama, is promoting the wide dissemination of raw intelligence information? Well, let's go to this article at The Atlantic. This is, pretty, uh, this is a pretty good one. By the way, I have this up at the show notes today. Please, Bongino.com slash newsletter. That's how you subscribe to the show notes. The newsletter is the show notes. Read this article. I'm humbly begging you. What is it? Karen Waddell? Or here, January 13, 2017, the day afterwards, The Atlantic. Why is Obama expanding surveillance powers right before he leaves office? It could prevent Trump from extending them even more. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You notice how these media people, <laughs> there are two narratives here are going to be like, this just didn't happen recently. We've been working on this for a long time. Why? Why would they say that? And we'll get to that. And secondly, we're just doing this to stop Trump. You, you Wait, you're doing what? You're expanding the massive government surveillance state because you're afraid Trump may use those expanded powers? To, does that make any sense? <laughs> He's a tyrant. You think he's a tyrant? You're giving him expanded surveillance powers. If you're pulling your hair out like that doesn't make any sense, it's not supposed to. <laughs> this is the media fabricating a narrative because they want to distract you from the fact that Obama signed an executive order that did this. Look at the Atlantic piece, and it'll explain everything about Mike Flynn. It says, quote, the civil liberties concerned often surrounds the use of incidentally collected information. Under the new rule, the Obama executive order, the FBI could not obtain access to or search for intelligence information for ordinary criminals in an ordinary criminal investigation against a U.S. person. OK, however, there's always a however. However, if the FBI incidentally seized evidence of a crime. They are allowed to use that information. So that tends to be where the tension is for people who are concerned with the potential impacts that this change could have on U.S. persons. Oh. 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 You get it? Now does the Mike Flynn was unmasked, but we just collected his information incidentally makes sense yep <laughs> oh if you missed this you missed you missed the big one wow don't worry i'll explain it again so now obama right as he's leaving office he must be getting wind of the fact that listen we're in a lot of trouble flynn knows we've been spying on him trump is going to figure out we've been spying on flynn for the whole time 
We've, we're now getting ready to initiate a criminal investigation of General Flynn. Remember, just 12 days after Obama signs this order, the FBI shows up at the White House to interview Mike Flynn in a criminal investigation. He's later charged with criminally. The CI investigation was already closed. They, the only reason it wasn't closed was because of his administrative error. The counterintelligence investigation on Flynn, that he was a Russian agent, was already closed on January 4th. The only reason it wasn't administratively closed is because the FBI agents doing it were idiots by their own admission. We failed, to, we, we failed to close it because of our own stupidity is basically what they text each other because they're administrative idiots. That's the only reason that case is still open. But they got to start a criminal probe against Mike Flynn, but they don't have anything. Mike Flynn has broken no law. They've got nothing. So all of a sudden, the Obama administration, I can already see it. They're in the Oval Office. They say, listen, boss, as per your instructions, remember Andy McCabe says the presidential daily brief staff demanded that they go and find information on Flynn about the Russian call. The Russian call happens January, uh, December 29th of 2016. So before this 2017 Obama executive order, someone says to Obama, listen, we got this call with Kislyak, with Flynn. And we don't really have a lot except this dopey Logan Act thing, but we're going to have to get some kind of cover story how we got this. I got it. Feed to the dopes in the media because they won't ask any questions. You know, they're not real journalists. Feed to them in the media that we just incidentally, in other words, like accidentally collected Mike Flynn's phone call mm -hmm. and wiretapped it because we were listening to the Russians and they spoke to Flynn. And I'll write an executive order that says information that's incidentally or accidentally collected that that and from put up that can you put up that from the atlantic again that that can be used in a criminal probe Voila, we've got it we've got a reason to investigate flynn look read this again the atlantic however if the fbi incidentally seized evidence of a crime they are allowed to use that information conveniently signed as an executive order on january 12th of 2017, just 12 days before they initiate this criminal interview against Mike Flynn at the White House. Now do you understand? I know it's a little complicated, but it's critical you get this. Now do you understand why the media and the Obama administration, they're a symbiote. They're like a Venom, uh, Eddie Brock symbiote. They can't exist without each other. The media and the Obama administration worked to advance a narrative for two years up until Rick Grinnell released that unmasking list I showed. They persisted in this narrative for two years that, don't worry, Mike Flynn was just accidentally wiretapped because we were listening to the Russians. It was all incidental to that. Mm -hmm. I'm using the words interchangeably. I know they don't mean the same thing, incidentally and accidentally. I get it. I'm trying to express to you what the media wanted you to believe. This was all incidental. It wasn't incidental. But why? Because Mike Flynn was not unmasked in his call with the Russians, as I've told you for the past two weeks. The call was deliberately targeted. Mike Flynn, the Obama presidential daily briefing staff, told Andrew McCabe, go get that call. It was not unmasked ever. It was targeted. The unmasking narrative the media and the Obama administration want you to believe is being put out there because they want you to believe all of this was an accident and there was no motive and it wasn't political and it wasn't malicious. That is a false story. Flynn was hunted and targeted specifically by the Obama administration. And this executive order issued on January 12th of 2017 is there to provide cover for everyone who was involved. To say, hey, 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 listen, if we just found this stuff incidentally and it results in a criminal probe, don't worry, you guys are all covered. I've got this executive order. Unbelievable how the media is full. How has nobody asked about this executive order yet? Right before he leaves office, this is what he's doing? By the way, if we collect some information by accident, the FBI can run with a criminal investigation. What, you didn't think you're eight years in office? You just thought about this? Eight days before you're leaving office, you just figured this out. And notice it was signed earlier in December of 2016 by Comey, I mean, excuse me, by Clapper and Loretta Lynch in early January. Which says to me, they were probably thinking about this after they lost the election from November on. And we're trying to figure out a way to cover up their unmaskings of other Flynn. Flynn was unmasked in other calls, just not the December 29th call.
Let me be clear on that. They were trying to find a way to cover their malfeasance while still trying to prosecute Flynn because Flynn knew what they were doing. They had to get him arrested and locked up. And this executive order was the perfect air cover. Phenomenal that this has not gotten out there. Absolutely phenomenal for all the wrong reasons. Speaking of which, so now Obama provides the executive order to advance a criminal case on Mike Flynn. Now, I just said to you, they had no criminal activity on Mike Flynn. They made it up, folks. They made it up. The criminal charge they were going to use against Mike Flynn, now that they had this executive order and they're getting ready to interview him 12 days later, is going to be the Logan Act. Private citizens can't get involved in the disputes of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most ridiculous legal absurdity in the history of the United States. No one in the history of the country has ever been successfully prosecuted for the Logan Act because it's not real. Yeah, it exists on the books. It is an unconstitutional abomination. No serious lawyer, prosecutor, or investigator would ever consider bringing into a courtroom at risk of being laughed out and disbarred. John Kerry would be in jail for involving himself with the Iranians and the Syrians if the Logan Act was real. It's a fraud. That's all. They had to make something up to initiate a criminal investigation against Flynn. Here's where this Rosenstein story comes. Hat tip Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Vaughn at Red State. This is a great article. Again, up in the show notes. Please read it. She found something we did in our show, Joe, a while ago uh-huh. that candidly even I'd forgotten about. Red State. Up at the show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Uh, the stunning reason why Rod Rosenstein will be the first witness before the Senate committee. Bear with this bears into the prior story. Obama provides the executive order to investigate his political nemesis and Mike Flynn. But now the FBI needs a reason on paper because they don't have anything. So they have to invent this farce called the Logan Act. How does Rod Rosenstein play into this? Rosenstein is the deputy attorney general and the acting attorney general when Sessions recuses himself later throughout this whole saga and actually signs one of the warrants to spy on the Trump team. But this is where this gets really bizarre. Rosenstein also is the one who appoints Bob Mueller on May 10th, uh, in May of 2017. In May of 2017, he appoints Mueller to investigate this farce this total joke of a case, this collusion case that Rosenstein already knows is a joke and doesn't exist from the red state piece. I had discussed this on my show. I think it's 1191. She links to the show, Elizabeth Vaughn in the piece from the red state piece. This is important. Remember it's May of 2017. Rosenstein appoints Mueller to go investigate the Trump team for collusion with Russia and to investigate Flynn and others yet quote from the red state piece. This is from the FBI's own documentation, folks. During this May 10th briefing with the FBI, the FBI team confirmed for Rosenstein the president was not a suspect. This was also Rosenstein's impression from his initial April briefing he received from Director Comey. Rosenstein elaborated that based on his May 10th briefing, there appeared to be no evidence that the president was involved personally. What the hell? So just to be clear on all of this, They're investigating not only in a counterintelligence fashion, fake links between the president and the Russians that Rosenstein, the FBI, no exit, don't exist. It's right there in their own FBI paperwork. Rosenstein knows the Trump team. This is this. He's not a suspect. There's no evidence of this. Their words, not mine. The FBI's already interviewed Steele's source in January of 2017 before this May meeting. Who's already told him. Steele's full of crap. This dossier, this whole case is fake. And yet Rosenstein, this hack, appoints Mueller anyway to investigate a known fraud. Why does this matter? How does this relate to the executive order and this fake criminal case based on a fake charge, the Logan Act against Flynn? Because ladies and gentlemen, after Rosenstein appoints Mueller, Mueller goes back to Rosenstein. Again, he appoints Mueller to investigate a fake crime that doesn't exist because they want to just harass the Trump presidency now. Rosenstein, Mueller, excuse me, then goes back to Rosenstein and says, hey, I need more power. I need more power? Why? 
Well, my guess is Mueller asks for more power from Rosenstein and an increased scope because he's been investigating Trump for a long time now. May, it's August. It's three months when he asked for this increased power. And he doesn't have anything on Trump. And Rosenstein doesn't have anything on Trump. And the FBI doesn't have anything on Trump. So they've got to, again, keep this fabricated criminal uh, scandal going. How do we know that? Look at this. Here's a photo of the scope memo. Rod Rosenstein expands his power. And he says, you can investigate allegations that Mike Flynn committed a crime or crimes by engaging in conversations with Russian government officials during the period of the Trump transition? <laughs> Let me just translate for you. Go investigate the Logan Act. This is unbelievable. Now you know why Rosenstein's going to be the first witness up there in the hearing? So just to be clear, they spy on Flynn. They unmask Flynn. The December 29th call, they don't have to unmask Flynn because Obama orders Flynn's call to be targeted there. Wiretap that call. Go get me information on it. They then interview Flynn at the White House about that call. They think he tells the truth, but they accuse him of lying. The Mueller team prosecutes him for lying. And the Mueller team needs a reason to investigate Mike Flynn. So they go back and they use this fake Logan Act criminal charge that no one's ever been prosecuted with ever. And Rosenstein signs on to this farce. And that, by the way, the Obama administration executive order right out the door says, and by the way, if you happen to capture anything on wiretaps, incidentally, about a crime, the Logan Act, then you can probably investigate Mike Flynn. And all these idiots in the media play along with it. Unreal. Unbelievable what happened here. Unbelievable. All right, let me get to my final sponsor. I've got a couple videos for you. Joe Biden, the Biden follies. His, his, his campaign has turned into a total joke. Got an update on the tech tyrants as well. Don't go anywhere. All right, finally, today's show brought to our friends. They've been a lot. They've been here. They like talking to our audience. You guys and ladies really been buying a lot of Omaha steaks. That's a good thing because the steaks are absolutely terrific. Omaha steaks, America's original butcher since 1917. Order with complete confidence today and peace of mind, knowing you're saying, dad, the very best. Dad, of course. Why would your dad not like delicious? Absolutely delicious. You can cut them with a butter knife. Omaha steaks, my mouth is watering right now. We had them last week. Delicious. Their burgers are top notch too. Can't eat enough of this stuff. Look at that. That's mine. That's my plate of burgers right there. But I'm not even kidding. Paula cooked them for me. See the grill lines? YouTube.com slash Bongino if you want your mouth to water. Look at those steaks and burgers. Right now, Omaha Steaks offering our listeners access to a variety of amazing packages. Perfect to send to dad for Father's Day. He will love you for this. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, in the search bar, and you'll see a lot of the great options available. Many include free shipping and a free one-pound package of their perfectly cured thick applewood smoked steak cut bacon. It's phenomenal. There are many packages available that are perfect for dad and they're all ready to be shipped straight to your door in time for Father's Day. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Omaha Steaks has a variety of Father's Day packages that include their world-famous steaks, naturally aged at least 21 days for tenderness. Their burgers, which are phenomenal. Their franks, I'm addicted to them. Sausages and other favorites, perfect for grilling. They have premium poultry and pork, tasty and easy to make side dishes, one-step family meals, artisan desserts, and much, much more. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. You will love the food. It is fantastic. So send dad a gift of food and love this year. Go help him grill him too. Visit omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar, shop for Father's Day today. Don't miss out. omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. All right, so moving on. Yesterday, I addressed the tech tyranny going on and how President Trump is now fighting back. So he is going to issue, apparently, from what I'm hearing from sources in the media, an executive order today. Oh, look, you found it. You told me you didn't have that. Wall Street Journal, Trump draft order on, uh, this is on social media, could seek to limit protections for social media companies. Amen. I spoke about this yesterday. In a nutshell, here's what I'm hearing. These tech companies, Twitter and other social media platforms, have over time been privy to special protections other publishers don't get. They've been treated as independent platforms and not publishers. Meaning, again, on my website, Bongino.com, if I were to print an article saying Joe robbed the bank when he didn't, Joe could sue me for defamation. If someone writes that on Twitter in a tweet, 
Twitter has protections under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of the late 90s. Because Twitter's thing is, hey, we can't police everything that goes on. We're an independent platform. No, you're not. You, you, all of that changed. And it all came to a head yesterday when you decided to start editorializing and fact-checking only the president of the United States, leaving Joe Biden and others to continue to lie. Now you're a publisher. Now you'll be treated as such. Apparently, that's what the executive order involves. We'll see. I'll have an update for you tomorrow on that. Having said that, I, again, they are a sponsor of my show. Full disclosure, I was a member way before that. I've been a member since 2018, way before they were a sponsor. I love Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Please go to the App Store and download it. Folks, this is your social media alternative. We had absolutely explosive growth on the platform yesterday. So much so that Parler issued, <laughs> I didn't tell them to do this. This is, Parler issued, I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. Parler issued a $10,000 progressive Parler cha- a parlay challenge. They call them parlays, not tweets. The people driving Parler, which is, a, an un, it's, it's exploding, folks. They offered $10,000 of a bounty to the first progressive pundit, commentator, or writer to join Parler and engage in an open debate on the platform. Nice. Nice job. <laughs> They're not kidding. So if you're one of those big, uh, you know, big shots on MSNBC and CNN, go over to Parler. You're free speech, man. There's no thought police over there. As long as you don't threaten anyone, commit any crimes. Parler, that's where the action's at. I've been putting unique videos up there too and that aren't on any other social media platform. One yesterday got over 300,000 views. Parler.com or go to the App Store, download it today. Again, they are a sponsor of the show. Uh, You're entitled to hear that, but that's not why I'm there. I am at D. Bongino. Follow me. I think I have over 100,000 followers now. So love that. All right, the Biden fought Joe. Joe, on a lighter (laughs) note, we need it with all the heavy news. Folks, I'm not kidding. And I don't think Joe is or Paula either. I... Regardless of your feelings about President Trump, I'm obviously a supporter. I'm, I'm Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm like yeah. trying here, you know, to be delicate. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the man is is not fit for the. Forget the presidency, folks. He's not fit to work in the White House mess. Forget about being the president of the United States, guys, ladies. The man is not well. I'm really sorry. Again, I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. You're all big boys and big girls and men and women, and you get it. Your dads, moms, grandmothers, you've lived experienced long lives. You do what you want. I'm voting for President Trump. That's not a mystery. I don't vote for Democrats. I'm sorry. And like I say, while the Republicans may not be the solution to all your problems, the cause of your problems are most certainly the Democrats. But I am really sorry. This man is, it's over. Joe Biden is not fit for this. It is, it's, I don't even know. He, he doesn't even seem to speak coherent English anymore. Let me play for you two videos making my point. One, the second one, a little more humorous, but not, I'd argue. But this first one, here's Joe Biden making an analogy. I, I don't even get this. And I don't even know what he's saying. He's like, when I was a kid, it's like the kid who brought the ball and didn't want to play the ball game or hit the bat and the ball. If you're like, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe you'll have better luck translating this. Yeah. This is Joe Biden with an analogy that doesn't make sense to anybody, anywhere, anywhere in the cosmos. This is him on CNN. Better so off. do you think wearing a mask projects strength or weakness? Leadership. What it presents and projects is leadership. Presidents are supposed to lead not engage in folly and be falsely masculine. It reminds me of the guys that I grew up with playing ball. They'd walk around with a ball in their hand, but they didn't like to hit very much. Huh? What the hell does that mean? The lady, by the way, on CNN interview, if we, I could have played that, is like, yeah. <laughs> right, Joe? You oh, saw what a look. The lady, we had to cut, in the interest of time, we had to cut yeah. that out. You can watch the, she's like, what, um, she doesn't even know how to follow up because she's like, he's trying to make an analogy about masks and masculine, which number one, I, 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 that doesn't even make any sense. What, you're not masculine if you don't wear a mask? I don't even get that. But then to make an analogy about masculinity, in other words, what I mean about masculinity, it reminds me of kids who walk around with a ball and they don't want to hit. What the hell does that have to do with masculinity? What are you even talking about, bro? I don't need, I forget her name at CNN. Uh, I don't even know. I can't, I never watch a channel. I used to 
work over there, not paid, but I'd be over there all, every night doing commentary years ago. She's like, well, why? What do you even mean, dude? I mean, he could have used a simple one, right, Joe? It's like those guys who walk around talking about fights all the time and never actually got in a fight. All right, she'd be like, yeah, I'm angry, masculinity. <laughs> yeah. I like those guys, they walk around with a ball and they don't really want to hit. Uh, all right, dude, whatever. This is like, nobody understands what this guy's talking about ever. This, this one, okay, this one, you have to listen close on this. You may have heard it last night, some of you. Some of you may be hearing it for the first time. So this is the Biden podcast, which ironically, I'm not even running for president. And our podcast smokes Joe Biden's podcast, who is the de facto Democrat nominee. That's amazing. Thanks to you, by the way. We have grown so much. It's ridiculous. The power of this show, you have no idea. You have given us so much. But listen close. Paul, if we need to play this twice, can we? All right. Let me play it once. I want you to listen for a sound effect in the background about halfway through. It's short, about 20 seconds or so. Then I'm going to play it again, and I'll tell you what a lot of people think this is. It's, 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 just play it. Play it first. Or stop work on roads and bridges. So what does a human cost? Uh... Okay. Thankfully, <laughs> they play. I want to play one. Now, it's about, listen, about a second in. This is Biden, who appears to, how do we say this, Joe? Uh, have an accident in his drawers. Yeah, something like that. About a second into the, Listen closely <laughs> again. He's interviewing uh, the dreadful governor of Pennsylvania, a uh, tyrant Tom Wolf, lockdown Tom, who's trying to bankrupt this whole state. And listen, about a second in, listen to the sound effect emanating from Biden. And if you're watching, watch Tom Wolf's face. He, he does the same <laughs> face as the CNN lady interviewing when Biden makes the stupid ball analogy. The face is like this. Huh? What the hell was that? Listen to this again. Or stop work on roads and bridges. So what does a human cost? Uh... Oh. <laughs> so, so Paula, last night, we, you know, I, I had this last minute, the thing on Hannity last night appeared quick. I wasn't supposed to be on last night on Fox. And the Minneapolis thing broke. And I'm sitting there with this laser thing on my shoulder. I put the laser on my shoulder to fix my arthritis. I love the laser. It works. And they're texting me like, can you come on? I said, when? Now. So it was like 9.05. I had to run upstairs. But I come back. I'm all like, and we're sitting down. And we're watching this on Ingram, this video. And Paula's like, no way. Did that just happen? I said, yeah, we'll be using it on the show tomorrow. And she says to me, she's like, why is this stuff always funny? I don't know. I don't know. There's something genetic (laughs) in the human gene code that emanations from the body are hilarious. They just are. I don't know why it's funny, but it sounds to me like there may have been a cleanup on aisle four after that one, because that even Tom Wolf, the again lockdown Tom. If you watch the footage, he's like, "What?" He's like, "There's <laughs> yeah. someone we need to take. Do we need to take a break for that? Whatever that, whatever that was, that didn't seem self-contained. That seemed like one of those. Uh, <laughs> I gotta stop. I can't. I can't because really, I'll lose control because it's. Okay, moving on. Yes. You can judge for yourself. Turn the volume up and listen to that again. That folks, I'm sorry. His running mate should now be Swalwell. Remember Swalwell? That interview with that? Remember that sound effect? Right in the middle of it? You remember that one? The emanations from the rear oh, of Swalwell? Yeah, yeah. Which is probably the most profound thing he ever said, Swalwell. All right, moving on. There's, if you're on Bongino.com today, please read this article. If not, don't worry, it's in the show notes. But Matt Palumbo, who also runs BonginoReport.com and our conservative alternative to Drudge Report, has a great article up today. About the Pew Research Center hilariously trying to spin the Dem failures on fighting coronavirus. This is one of the, you're going to be like, this can't possibly be real. So the short version of this is the Pew Research Center put out a graph and a tweet, which I'll put up in a second. And Pew, I guess, trying to take a shot at Republicans, tries to say in this graph, like, look, Republicans are doing a bad job because here's the graph now. Let me just read what they say, because if you're looking at the graph, I'll explain it to you. You're going to be like, that's what you took from this? Pew Research Center. COVID deaths have declined in Democratic congressional districts since mid-April, but remained relatively steady in districts controlled by Republicans. So Pew is trying to tell us Republicans did a worse job. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this graph. If you're listening, let me just explain to you the graph. The Democrat line is the blue line. The blue line is almost twice what the red line is. Come back to me for, how did you read this graph and get that the Republicans did a worse job? 
I, the, 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 the demo, folks, again, for those listening, imagine my left hand low and my right hand high because that's the Democrat line and this is the Republican line. So the, as Matt explains in the piece, by the way, so you're telling me the Republican congressional districts, the COVID-19 infections were so low and they've stayed flat for so long that they're so far below the Democrat line that even though the Democrats are down 50% infections, they're still at twice the Republican districts and your takeaway there is the Republicans did a worse job? Quote Matt's piece in the show notes. Indeed, cases are flat in Republican districts. So flat that Democrat districts will still need to see another 50% decline in newly reported cases to be on par with the Republican districts. Needless to say, Pew's takeaway was wi widely ridiculed. <laughs> this is insanity. Do you show that? Joe, you're not crazy, right? You saw that graph? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, folks, it's like if I give you an analogy that actually makes sense, Paula, put it up again. If you are looking at a skyscraper on like floor 72 is like infections in Democrat congressional districts. And on floor 35 is infections from Republican yeah. districts. And somehow Pew took from that, that the Republicans have done a worse job. <sighs> Pew, find a new Pew. <laughs> Ironic after that last <laughs> segment, right? It, please find a new line of work. My gosh, how did you interpret that data that way? Talk about torturing statistics. More on the Wuhan virus. Fox News piece in the show notes. Worth your time. This is disgraceful. What's going on in New York? Remember that executive order we showed you? Uh, not executive order. Precision matters. That New York State Health Department orders with Andrew Cuomo. is He's on the order. That order basically demanding people get sent to nursing homes who had COVID-19 virus. Here it is right here. You can't prevent nursing homes, Andrew Cuomo said, and his Department of Health from taking COVID-19 infected people, which is an uh, unbelievable stupidity. Let's send into the most vulnerable population infected people. Well, Fox News, unbelievably, this order's magically disappeared from the website. Foxnews.com, New York Health website, deletes Cuomo's order linked to nursing home facilities. This is really unbelievable. You know, their golden calf, Andrew Cuomo, God forbid he gets any legitimate. Uh, where's the fact check on this at Twitter, by the way? Tech tyrant goons over there. You're going to fact check Cuomo? What would we need to fact check him about? Well, here's a video of Cuomo who just in the order, you saw the order, folks, which has now been deleted. It's mysteriously disappeared to the land of the left socks. Nobody can find the order anymore. We have it still. Don't worry, Andrew. We'll make sure people see it. After demanding infected patients get sent into the most vulnerable populations in nursing homes, people who died after that in nursing homes due to this decision, Cuomo, unbelievably, despite the fact we have the order, is now blaming nursing homes. Check this out. The nursing home, the obligation is on the nursing home to say, I can't take a COVID positive person. I'm too crowded. I'm too busy. I don't have enough PPE. Whatever the answer is, doesn't even matter. It's if they say I can't take the person, they can't take the person. So that's that's how it works. Holy Moses, what a disgraceful liar this guy is. A disgrace, hmm. an embarrassment to humanity. He issues an order demanding nursing homes take COVID-19 patients, an order that subsequently kills thousands of people. He then deletes the order on his website, on the Health New York Health website, deletes thinking we won't find it again. Is he not heard of like these archive web archive play? I mean, is he this dumb? And then he turns around and blames the nursing home saying, you guys shouldn't have accepted these people. I ordered you to accept. This is even worse. Daily caller today. Hat tip Peter Hassan turned me on to this. Be up at Bongino report too. New York governor Andrew Cuomo uses cook numbers to defend his record on the nursing homes. Look at what after his order was exposed and the body count nursing homes grew to an incredible, tra incredibly tragic numbers. Then they tried to cook the books. Check this out. Sometime between April 28th and May 3rd, 
Cuomo quietly changed its criteria for counting corona-related nursing deaths, nursing home deaths, to omit the deaths of nursing home residents who died outside the physical nursing home. The Daily Caller found out. This piece will be up in the show notes, too. So now Cuomo realizes he got caught demanding you bring infected people into the most vulnerable population, which killed many of them, deletes the order, blames it on the nursing home, and cooks the books and says, hey, if some of these people in the nursing home were then taken to an ER to save their lives, don't blame it on the nursing home. Let's cook the books and get those numbers out of there. Keep telling us how wonderful Cuomo is. He should be the vice president. All right. You know what? I was going to get this other story to conservative review, and I still got this New York Post story, but it was a lot of information today. Let's digest that one. And after the Minneapolis uh, story in the beginning, it's been a heavy show. So we just have to do right here. When we see a wrong, we got to call it out. That's our job. We're on the right side of this. I know we are. I know we are. Thanks for tuning in today. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. Go follow me on Parler. Set up an account. Parler.com, P-A-R-L-E-R. Go to the App Store. Follow me. I'm at D Bongino. We really appreciate you all doing that. We have had an explosive couple days in growth. So thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at D Bongino.